Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Lifting the Veil podcast with your host, myself, Adrian Lopez, the integrative healing coach and creator and founder of the Mind Heart Space Academy. For those of you that are brand new, welcome. For those of you that are returning listeners, thank you for coming back. I wanted to, I want to just say thank you for all of your comments, your shares, and your listening. So this week's episode is going to be based on a 10 day snapshot that I've been sharing live on my Facebook page each day for the last 10 days. Today's day eight entitled a force of nature. And it is just a little clip into some of the work coaching work that I do with individuals. And so I wanted to offer it. I wanted to provide it as an offering as a tool to support people in grounding their consciousness and in way into reality that um, is helpful, supportive, practical, because a lot of us, let's face it, might have um, bookshelves filled with self-help books. And the books contain lots of great ideas about transforming one's life, but until we actually apply the principles then they're just nice ideas in books and this is the place where um inspired i should say awareness like it's not like we don't know we know a lot trust me (laughs) you know i i spent 30 plus years delving into um texts from around the world looking for the truth with a capital T only to discover that that level of conceptual ideas can only take us so far. It's now time to take the leap into the embodiment of the principles and the practices and have the support and confidence and courage to know that we can. This is not just another opportunity to um, talk the talk a talk, talk the good talk, and now we get to walk the good walk. And so, this ten-day snapshot is looking about looking at um, at perception and what shapes our per- perception, and I've broken it down into some basics to, you know, as a way of inviting you to think about your awareness and how you relate to your awareness, um, who you are, your concept of self, how you see yourself, your ideas about who you are and what's possible in the world are directly connected. So that's why this question, who am I, is so important. A lot of times it might seem disconnected and frivolous, a luxury even for people to talk about these sorts of things like how does this apply to my everyday life and i just want to remind you that every single day whether we're conscious of it or not our ego is constantly telling us who it thinks we are and then out of that we're making choices and i don't even you know i i refrain (laughs) i i'm like holding back on using the word choice because it implies um, an awareness of where we're choosing from. And so 
what I'm saying is this question has always been answered out of our unconscious, whether we know it or not. So wouldn't you, wouldn't I find it preferable to start consciously looking at the conversation in our unconscious mind and then choosing from where we act out of based on is what we're telling ourselves really a true reflection of who we are or is it a survival construct? So uh, over there on my Facebook page, I've been um, sharing some ideas about the ego, the ego's awareness of reality is what I call a horizontal bandwidth. It's limited to what the senses can see, feel, and hear. But we also carry with us our unconscious mind, which is the world of feeling, emotion, our unconscious repository of all of our social conditioning. And then above, so that's another um, bandwidth underneath, and that is largely unconscious. That means the ego mind is not even aware that that material is there because the ego is, is constructed in order to create, protect itself against what it believes is true about the self. And a lot of what gets pushed into the unconscious has a lot of negative emotion. Why do we hide things? Why do people hide things? Because they don't have the freedom to be who they are. And this is part of the dysfunction that's handed down through relational imprinting that we get from our families. Because we are highly, like our welfare, sense of belonging, our basic needs, our emotional needs, our psychological needs, our spiritual needs are all bound up as children in our relationships. And that's where we download these internal cognitive maps of who we are, what's real, who we get to be. Um, and so above the ego bandwidth or strata of our being, we have the knower, the higher consciousness, the observer, the part of our consciousness which can observe itself. And some people have immediate access to it. For other people, they may be a little bit more disconnected from it. But like anything, it's a muscle that can be built. Just like when we go to the gym, we start off, and we haven't been there for a while, we start off with the five pound weight with the 10 pound weight. We don't go to the 400 pound weight. But um, it's a capacity, it's an internal capacity that we build to start reconnecting or unifying the feeler, the thinker, and the knower, the body, the mind, and the spirit. Um, this is the vertical axis of the non-material world. And it is just as important as our horizontal axis of the ego, of the physical world, and the body, and what it perceives as that level of reality, the ego forgets that 
it is also reliant on this non-physical life intelligence or source or force or whatever you want to call it and it's been called many things in many traditions but this is the crossroads coming into um coming into the fullness of who we are is being able to pull back that lens into the whole picture of what we're functioning inside of and sadly many of us were never educated about basically how our nervous system works the three parts of our brain how those are connected to three parts of our um, consciousness that i just shared with you the conscious mind the sub the unconscious mind and the super conscious mind and this is reiterated in many world religions traditions around the world this three-part trinity of consciousness that is holy it's the whole of who we are and when we're just functioning in one third of the whole picture it's like not having all the ingredients of the recipe that human beings were designed to the context in which human design human beings were designed to access their optimal power and potential inside of and so what i do through my work is re, is remind people to recognize that full spectrum of their own being and to reclaim it to step inside of it and we do this from the inside out or we can do this from the outside in if the outside is causing us pain enough pain that we start to ask questions and we start to go what is going on here i'm missing something the ego is missing something literally it's missing the fullness of who it is and the resource that it was made to connect with and so we turn within uh, when we're triggered outside of us some of us do some of us continue to numb the pain to avoid the pain and to explain the pain away to rationalize it well, what if we were never meant to like our natural state is not to be in pain and you could say our natural state is not to be in separation from the truth of who we are and the reason many times the reason that we're in pain is because we we're suffering because we are misidentified we think we're just the horizontal plane but when we realize that human beings as a human being we are our part and parcel we're not separate from nature we are a part of nature we are an expression of nature and if we're not in the full context allowed to be in the full context if we're not allowing ourselves or our culture or society is not allowing ourselves to be in the natural context you're going to there's going to be people suffering from the symptoms of that disconnection whether that's depression the pressing down of life anxiety all sorts of symptoms those are just two right um examples 
of the increased amount of symptoms that people are showing and experiencing and that the Western medical world offers medication which covers up the symptoms. It doesn't actually look at the root cause of the symptoms. And it just makes you wonder, um, why aren't people looking? And for a large part of, of this, the reason I can say is that in order to look, you have to be willing to feel. And many of us have been taught away from feeling our own emotions or to fear our own emotions, which is life force itself. It's in forming life. And it's creating the state of our being, the state of our mind. And many people feel out of control, um, not able to uh, be at say of their own condition and powerless to to make any meaningful long-standing change and so this is a, a time and opportunity that many people are beginning to awaken up to to the idea the experience that there is more than what they've been led to believe about who they are and that, in fact, this body is a channel for consciousness itself, for consciousness, for consciousness to know and to experience self itself through you. And so whatever is in the space of this container that is blocking, repressing, constricting, limiting the force of life that moves through you as a channel of grace, which is life itself, that we began to look at the conditions in our life, those ones that are uncomfortable, those ones that are, are not in alignment with what we say we value. And then we get to look at what is in our consciousness that is being reflected or mirrored out into the world that is trying to wake us up to our own misperception, our own false belief about how little and limited we are. And that's why it's uncomfortable because it's based on a fiction of the, of the personality and the ego. And I wanna read this quote to you. Um, it has been attributed to the gospel well, Thomas, and the Gospel of Thomas, who said, if you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. And similar, similarly, um, Carl Jung, the famous um, psychologist, said something very um similar he said until you make the unconscious conscious it will direct your life and you will call it fate and so what both of these quotes are pointing at is 
that we are the path where the horizontal and the vertical axis of consciousness, the material and the non-material meet. That's what the cross is. And in order to access the fullness of, we, of who we are, we must crucify our mind. And when I say crucify, we must educate it and inform it that it is only one aspect of a three-part committee, meeting, group, team, collaboration. And that it is our birthright to have access to all of it. And that when we can consciously begin to bring all the parts of us online and unify that vertical access, as axis, excuse me, instead of being at war internally through our social conditioning and then the spirit that's moving through us. They were not created, the heart and mind were not created to be at war with one another. But um, because the ego doesn't even, rare, sometimes, doesn't even know that it's not taking advantage of of all of the wisdom that is in it's in our body that is in higher consciousness that we can plug into anytime because that intelligence of life is our our nature and we have all of that nature all of that wisdom all of that intelligence available to us if we know that it is accessible accessible and the ego is not scared to to feel it to see it to be with the truth of who we are and that the ego is a product of fear of separation of disconnect in order to protect life based on the lie of separation that it is separate, that it can never be separate, separated, and that whatever it believes becomes flesh. Like the word literally becomes flesh because we, being, being the creators that we are, made in the likeness and image of the creator itself, it's the law, the principle of the universe, and that if we know that we also have, as beings of a creative universe, we have access to that same principle, and we can use it purposefully and consciously to create good on our planet. But before we do that, or as we do that, simultaneously as we do that, we are also clearing out everything that's not that everything that's been contrary and that's really what the word divide or double or diablo or devil means to divide with from within one's self and it's all part of the process of our human evolution so there's no um shame or opportunity to make this process wrong or this slow, at times, sometimes as fast as lightning awareness and awakening that's happening on our planet right now. And that who we're being 
our state of mind determines the momentum, the restriction, and the experience that not only we are having, but the people around us. I would like you to imagine to sit down in the fact that quantum physics has noted that through the double split experiment that there is infinite potential in a wave before it becomes a particle before it becomes manifest and so what is the one of the factors that determines what potentiality the wave manifests into is the observer the observer's consciousness expectation and context of what's possible determines what is seen in the manifest world, for instance. So likewise, um, our internal cognitive, emotional, psychological and spiritual maps, the ones we've downloaded from our caregivers, from our society that the ego is so identified with, that believes, that has believed in them so strongly that that each of our projections of reality doesn't have any other choice but to show up as we believe. And so um, when we began to get this like at it in an embodied sense at a gut level, we began to see that our thoughts, our impressions, our preferences, our whims, our pettiness, and likewise, our transcendence, transcendence determines how people and situations get to show up in our awareness. I want to give you an example. I was talking to one of my colleagues and coaching friends who was talking about uh, her, her friend who was always complaining about the traffic. The traffic is so bad, so many bad drivers out there. She had to drive every day to work and back. And um, and the woman was alarmed like, oh, I didn't realize there were so many bad drivers on the road. So she gets in the car with her friend and she has this terrible experience because her friend is like, see, look at this driver. And these events that would have never happened to her as she was individually in her own vehicle, but they're happening because she's with this woman who's committed, whose ego is committed to seeing the world as there are awful drivers out there. It's not safe. You can't trust other drivers. And that her expectation and focus on the fact actually began to manifest in her reality. And her friend was able to observe this and notice as a reminder to herself that there is no free thought. There is no uh, hidden thought. There is no thought without consequence. And this can be explained, for example, as, you know, some people have explained this as karma. Everything has a consequence. And if we're living our lives from the ego, which is based on I am separate from source, my power is outside of me, I am not 
consciously creating my life because I don't even know it's possible, then it looks like life is happening to me and I just have to accept the consequences. And so it's shifting your orientation to the relationship to your own ego. And once the ego begins to realize that it has been functioning in a limited bandwidth of perception and it begins to align and unify with the vertical access, which is transcendence, because it's connected to the non-material, which is your creative ability to create your reality, you begin to experiment. You begin to consciously see the effect of thought forms in your space, in the space of your mind and your heart because you realize that you are not separate from source. In fact, you are a part of source. You are a force of nature. It's moving through you and it is colored by your belief system, by your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, whether conscious or unconscious, mostly unconscious. And so um, just as those two quotes that I shared with you, this is what they were referring to, the Gospel of Thomas and Carl Jung. And many, many other texts have said this in many, many different ways, that once this realization becomes, becomes to you, it clears up a lot of petty stuff that has been taking up space rent-free in your consciousness that has nothing to do with the magnificence. Well, it does. I shouldn't say nothing. It is all part of our evolution and every part is connected and every part is necessary. But you begin to see how many of the conversations that are going on in your mind are based on the illusions of the ego, the stories the ego tell, the, the stories the ego tells based on the illusion of separation. And once you get that your identity is bigger than that, that there is infinite potentiality and it exists as, I can't remember if Louise Hay said this, it's been said over and over again by many people in different ways, that the only point of power is the present moment. There is no past because it's gone. There is no future because it doesn't exist. It's all happening right now and that whatever we're focusing our attention on in the present moment, our beliefs, our filters, is what we're going to see. Because the ego, <laughs> even if we're suffering, right? The ego wants to be right. There's a self-righteousness to the ego. And so this is where the crucifixion of the mind happens, where we surrender um, the framework of the ego that needs to be right. It needs to prove it's per that it needs to maintain the sense of personality that creates a sense of um, continuity throughout time. Something that we can identify and limit ourselves in largely what we've been mirrored back to through our lifetime, the people around us to create a sense of um, 
that they actually know who we are. And the truth is, is people don't know who we are because they don't even know who they are. <laughs> they put us in the categories that the ego is familiar with so they know where to find you. And it creates a sense of safety because the ego is safety based. And that's a good thing. It is, a, it is in service of the protection of life until we get to the point where we are no longer limited to functioning at that level. Then we can redirect the ego, rewrite its job description, have it join the collaboration of the internal team and um, be a co-creator instead of I don't want to say the ego doesn't create, but it creates out of separation. And so what it creates is never quite fulfilling because it's not a true reflection of reality. And so there is the middle path. We have the knowledge, we have the wisdom, we've read the self-help books and spiritual texts for <laughs> over 30 years. Yes, that's me. And then we have, that's not enough, right? We have to have the inspired action. And where does the inspired action happen from? It, in order to create in this new world that's unfolding right now, the old way we used to create is the ego would go out and hustle and force things to happen. And that's the way the world functioned for a long, long, long time. But I don't know about you. All I can do is speak for myself right now. That no longer works. I'm no longer able to work in that um, paradigm. It's like all of life, you know, none of this I can ever take credit for. It's like consciousness itself is calling itself into a new form through me through you and this new form the soul of the new self is becoming aware of that the only the true place of creation is in the fullness of who we are which is found in the present moment which is infinite potential. This is the zero point field. This is the quantum field. This is one must become like a child in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. And then we, then the truth of who we are is revealed to us and our ability to create from fullness, completion, um, already healed, already complete, already done. And that we began to bless every moment because though our physical eyes not be, might not be able to see the perfection of what we're seeing in front of us, which is just point zero zero, I don't know how many people, <laughs> how many parts of reality, but a really tiny, piece of reality and our eyes can't see the totality so we can't see the perfection and what's unfolding 
But when we resist what's happening in our life, we're resisting the wholeness, we're resisting life, we're resisting God, we're saying no to life. And this has become more and more present to me in my awareness through the loss of my friend Robert and his death really brought home the fact, the awareness that um, whether somebody takes their life either directly or through their choices and their lifestyle and putting themselves in precarious situations with precarious precarious people. I'm having a hard time saying that word today. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. Um, that indirectly might end their life. It's, um, or having the behavior that's out of alignment um, with life is a level of saying no to life. And it made me really ask myself, where am I saying no to life? Where are my conditions of my ego demanding in pure self-righteousness and and ego-filled demands that life show up this way? And if it doesn't, it's wrong. And how am I closing myself self off to so many different possibilities that I could never even imagine because my ego can't even think that big. And so it's a level of taking the leap and jumping into love and trust, which is the intelligence of life itself, which is inspired action, not knowing to know, not needing, excuse me, not needing to know the how. Knowing that that's unfolds as you make the jump. And this is easier said than done, I know, trust me. But um, it's time. And I want to invite you, um, if you haven't yet, <laughs> to um, begin your journey on this path. And if you haven't yet, I invite you to jump over to my Facebook page tomorrow or whenever you show up. Um, all of the all of the attendees are recorded with all of the practices that are posted there. You can access them for some time to come um, from today, which is May the 9th. Um, so we have day nine and then day ten. Um, so two more days, the tenth and the eleventh, and maybe even the twelfth. I might pop on for the last. Um, for another day to wrap up. But this is all the topics that I'm sharing with you and I'm discussing and offering you inspired actions and practices you can take to clear out whatever's blocking your power and potential from showing up in the way that it was meant to. And uh, so I just wanted to let you know about that. Um, I'm also going to be opening up the full course uh, shortly of Force of Nature, which is a three-month um, extension of this conversation about the tools, the practices, and the structures for bringing the, these concepts 
and applying them directly to your life, whether that's your relationships, your projects, um, your health, your wealth, whatever you're invested in creating for yourself. Um, yeah, so I think I'll leave it there for now. And um, again, I just want to thank you for stopping by and taking a listen to this week's podcast. Next week, I'm going to be having a guest speaker, Marlena De Hierro, who is a relationship expert, and she's going to be sharing some of her ideas about what makes relationships. What are what are the key ingredients to intimacy, vulnerability, and true connection that we're longing for? And hint, hint starts with you and so um that will be next monday um well actually it's i don't post this until wednesday so um it'll be next wednesday the 17th so keep your eyes out in the following week i have another guest speaker um on the 24th it is a couple um talisha and um i can't sorry i can't remember her last name right now um and her partner who run a healing center in southern oregon and they're going to be coming to share all of the incredible work they do and the modalities that they offer and some of the um, conditions that they've helped people move through and heal through um to the to the different services that they offer that they're going to be sharing about um, in two weeks time so until next time please remember what a valuable treasure you are thanks so much for stopping by please feel free to share comment i have a goal of 2023 to um, growing my listenership to 10,000 listeners so i appreciate your support i appreciate your time and i appreciate you sharing this with your friends and your family or anyone you think that this podcast might resonate with. Until then, bye for now.